Welcome into the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. I'm your host, Rob Warner, and I'm joined by site publisher Chris Cartman and first-time reporter on this show and new reporter for Sun Devil Source who's going to be joining us this year, Jack Harris. Jack, how are you today? Good, Rob. How are you doing? Doing good. We're glad to uh, we're glad to have you on. How's uh, how's camp been for you so far? Our camp's been good. Now it's like a, a weekend, so season's getting closer. Season's getting closer. Chris Cartman, how are you, sir? Man, night practices, Rob. I, I mean, it's taking me back to uh, the Dennis Erickson days when there was two days or, or, or late afternoon practices. It's been different, but they'll be going back to the morning practices uh, once school starts here. I think on Thursday is the first one, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah so that that'll be some uh, getting used to again, recalibrating. So school right around the corner. ASU through one week of fall camp, and news coming today that. That senior Tillman position player Tyler Wiley is going to be out for the year with a, a broken right ankle on the second play of the Saturday scrimmage this past weekend. Wiley got rolled over by a defensive back, and this was first reported by AZ Central that he's out for the year, and we can now confirm that that report that that leaves the position, the Tillman position. It seems like uh, a little bit a little bit smaller on depth, obviously. Well, what did you guys see on that play at scrimmage? I mean, it was uh, it was a scary looking play right away. Um, you know, one of those moments where the whole team kind of realized that it, it looked pretty serious. He was on the ground for you know a good two or three minutes. They had to to move the ball up twenty or thirty yards upfield to keep it going while he was uh, getting help, and then got carted off the field. So right away, you knew it was probably something pretty serious. He got rolled up on on that right leg um, or that lower right leg. So you know, it was bad right off the bat. It it, it affected. The, the flow of the scrimmage after that, and, and you knew it was going to be serious, and now you know losing for for the rest of the year obviously is. When when you hear players yelling on the field, that's that's when they're hurt. That's a really bad sign. Um, and Herm Edwards had said a day before that he was concerned about the potential for injuries. What happens a lot of times in scrimmages, you, players are sort of in between what they call thud mode, which is which is pseudo tackling it's not really you know not, you're not tackling to the ground it's 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 just kind of standing up guys and 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 thumping them and uh and then actual tack tackling and sort of being in the in-between um can cause problems because you'll 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 usually you'll end up with some guys playing at a little bit different tempo some guys will end up sort of trying to bring guys to the ground and then bodies get ensnared and that's that's pretty much what happened. It was a second play. You're just getting used to the tempo, and one of Wiley's defensive teammates ended up on the ground and rolled, rolled uh, on his lower right leg, and and Wiley was you know pretty seriously hurt right away. Um, that's a very very big blow because he had been um, one of the better performers on ASU's defense, I would say, through the first uh, seven practices of camp. Yeah, and, and we'll have more analysis on that in the, the premium podcast that we'll be recording right after this one. Um, but it seemed like that did affect the mood of the practice. Danny Gonzalez, the new defensive coordinator, talked about that, saying, quote, you can't lose energy because you lose somebody. We're going to lose people throughout the season. That's football. It'll be a good teaching point for these guys, to be honest. Tyler's been one of our emotional leaders. He's been really good with those guys. So it was a big loss emotionally tonight, which we need to overcome. And then... First-year coach with ASU, Herm Edwards, talked about it after practice also, saying that there was some sloppiness in the practice and that it trickled down with seven penalties, two false starts, 
um, and some communication issues. What did you guys see on that end in terms of kind of a more sloppy scrimmage? Yeah, it was sloppy, and I think the, the Wiley injury really hurt things just from a, a flow aspect and a confidence aspect. You heard a lot of the coaches, especially after that, telling guys, you know, this is don't tackle or don't do this or, or thud and, and things like that. I mean, halfway through, Herm Edwards had to bring the team together midfield to kind of just calm them down, get them to refocus, and after that, it went a little uh, smoother. Um, but it, it was it was not it was it was you know from a sloppy standpoint, um, you saw some substitution errors on special teams. Um, you know, the two false starts you mentioned. There were a couple offsides. There was a an, an offensive pass interference call. Um, so it, it, it did not go as effectively. Um, as I'm sure the coaching staff would have liked. And I think from Herm Edwards' perspective, um, it had to be frustrating because the night before, he had sounded a little bit unsure letting the team go to full tackle and exactly what the scrimmage was going to look like. So not only have an injury, but to have guys you know, lacking confidence in that kind of first setting um, wasn't exactly you know, the positive start I'm sure he was looking for. You know, the, some of the sloppiness you would, you would sort of expect, the communication errors also remember that we're, we're talking about a team that has a coaching staff that um, hasn't been together in the past outside of a couple of these coaches, like Danny Gonzalez and Tony White know how to communicate because they've done it a lot in the past in San Diego State. But other than that, a lot of these guys haven't been on the headsets together and just their the overall structure and continuity of that is, is, is something they're getting used to. And then also because of the stadium um, – instruction and getting the grass ready they weren't able to do this scrimmage in the in the in the in there in the stadium so basically um a lot of guys that would normally be watching this from the press box and and sort of um providing some some structure to it from overhead they weren't able to do that so that's a whole nother sort of element to it um and then the second part that you, you mentioned there with, with some of the sloppiness with some of the penalties what did we say? There were seven penalties. Seven they probably penalties, were yeah. 70 to 80 plays. Um, there was, you know, three or four offsides, right? Uh, and then there was like a false start or two that were in there. And then um, uh, you had a freshman who blocked too early. And then you had one special teams penalty. Uh, that was kind of the, that comprised most of your penalties. Um, they got to actually make sure that they're, tightening that up also because remember you had um one of the good things about under Tagram was just how disciplined he was on penalties and that's something that you don't want to have a lot of slippage on uh, if you're asu when when um you know that was a strength and there was a little bit of sloppiness associated also with the center position when cole cabral he he sustained a knee injury in this scrimmage and Cade Cody replaced and struggled a little bit with with himself and and uh, getting clean snaps out to quarterback Manny Wilkins. That was talked about by Rob Likens afterwards, saying he might maybe should have had some more plays called, uh, uh, exchanging uh, the ball not in the shotgun formation. Um, but there was some success. It seemed like in the practice and the third down success that was mentioned by Manny Wilkins and and talked about a little bit by head coach Herm Edwards, and it seems like he was pretty comfortable in that spot. What did you guys think about how the offense was moving on that night? Oh, third downs was definitely the strong point, um, and I think a lot of that had to do with Manny Wilkins. There was one play in particular where they had a, a third and probably three or four yards. Manny got up under center to the line of scrimmage, made a check at the line, 
it ended up being a handoff to Traylon Smith that was converted for a first down. And there are probably two or three different coaches on the sidelines saying, you know, good check, Manny. That's what you want to see. Um, obviously, there was a lot of Wilkins to Nikhil Harry on those plays. So, you know, ASU was a was a, a decent third down team last year. Um, and I think the fact that you have an experienced starting quarterback who can handle those pressure moments um, was evident. And, and that part uh, wasn't much of a surprise. You know, I think there's just the reliability aspect that you have with Nikhil Harry, Kyle Williams, Manny Wilkins, that you're always going to be able to go to. And um, and even though they have a new coordinator, they're, they're going to still have their ways to do that. And that's why you saw the third down success that they had. Um, it, it, really, the questions are about you know, a lot of other things about this offense structurally. And that's stuff that I think we'll save for our, our conversation on the premium side. And with with Cole Cabral going down with a knee injury, he was one of uh, the injured the injury update that we're going to be bringing you now. We're going to go more into that in the the premium, as Chris just mentioned a little bit. But some guys that haven't been with the team since camp started: quarterback Ryan Kelly and defensive backs KJ Jarrell and and Ty Thomas. On the injury front, how do you guys see the injuries that you guys have already witnessed so far in the first couple weeks of camp? Well, the only serious injury is Tyler Wiley. Um, the, the Cole Cabral injury looked very minor. He was walking around pretty normally with his knee on ice after. So I think that was just precautionary. Um, what we've seen is some of these guys haven't been out there at all in practice. We haven't even, we don't even know necessarily if they're still full members of the team, even though we can't report that they're no longer on the team, if that makes sense. Um, they're sort of almost like in a limbo status, like Ty Thomas. KJ Jarrell, um, those guys were injured and, and, and they missed spring football, um, but they should be at a point now where they're beyond that, you know, to where they're at least able to show up and do conditioning with other players who are injured and, and they usually go inside the Dickey Dome. But we haven't seen those guys, and we also haven't seen Ryan Kelly, who um, had had surgery. Um, in April for to alleviate pressure on his shoulder. So uh, I think we're just going to have to, you know, try to continue to do reporting on those things and learn like what's going on, but there's nothing that we have to suggest that they are no longer part of the team. And then other guys like Karan Crump, we just reported today that uh, he's going to start practices, getting worked into practices the next day or so, coming off of the ACL injury he had last year, he told us that he was doing uh, just some extra conditioning to make sure that he was ready to go. And then there's some other players that have been held out for precautionary reasons, um, it, you know, like um, um, Tommy Hudson has been held out and and some other guys. And some other guys that have been you know, limited and out uh, throughout practices, uh, and, and specifically on Saturday, Jalen Harvey, uh, Chase Lucas, who was dealing with a, a family issue that was reported, uh, Evan Fields, Frank Darby, Trail Chapman, Ryan Jenkins, obviously Cron Crump, as we just mentioned, uh, Darius Slade was in a walking boot, Kalen Thomas. Do you guys see any of these injuries, you know, as as something anything more than that's been reported so far, or you know, so far does it does it seem like the the status of the of the team is pretty good health wise? 
Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I think just you just have the the one serious injury, Tyler Wiley. But other than that, even Darius Slade, who was in a walking boot um, for a couple practices, today we saw him at media day. He was walking around outside of a walking boot. Uh, Edwards had said that he thinks he could be back as soon as this week. So there, there's, I don't know if there's any injuries that we've seen. Um, in two players that were sustained in camp uh, that are uh, that would keep guys out longer than you know day to day kind of thing. And there's been some position moves so far: Joey Bryant to Ranger, Tyler Johnson to outside linebacker, and Dominique Harrison from Ranger to corner. How do you guys foresee these changes going so far in, in what you've seen? Um, you know, I think it's it's trying to fit some of these guys um, to to better spots in, in this scheme. Uh, I think you know Joey Bryant has a lot of uh, the skills that the staff wants from their from their Rangers. Uh, Tyler Johnson, outside linebacker, has been in the two deep at various points of this camp. Um, so I think you know we've seen them you know move guys around in the spring, whether it be Nick Ralston or Jalen Harvey, uh, especially on defense, just trying to find the right pieces to fit a scheme that they haven't recruited for. Um, and that seems to be the motivation behind some of these moves. Right. So basically what we learned from the spring is just kind of where ASU has some, some weaker areas and some, some strength. And then you get these newcomers that come in in August and you can sort of move players around uh, to give yourself more options at some of the positions where you have a little bit more uncertainty. Um, so we know, of course, with two returning starting quarterbacks, in Chase Lucas and Kobe Williams that maybe, um, you know, they can look at Joey Bryant who had started at corner last year before he had his own ACL injury and maybe he can fit in somewhere as a ranger. And so they want to be able to figure out uh, with a guy like that or with Dominique Harrison who arrived in the spring where he's best suited. And so you're seeing just movement around to kind of make sure. And we're going to go through a quick depth chart overview right now. There's a new article up. Uh, by Chris about the projected starters and influential backups and people that will see time during the season. That's available on the website right now. The first team offense, though, uh, that has been used most often uh, during this first week of camp, Manny Wilkins at quarterback, Eno Benjamin at running back, Nikhil Harry, Kyle Williams, and Frank Darby at wide receiver. And that third receiver position has been moving around a lot, as, as Jack and Chris have reported so much throughout camp. C.J. French love at tight end. And then the offensive line, which has happened each day of the first-team offensive line, Casey Tucker, Alex Lasoya, Cole Cabral, Stephen Miller, and Quinn Bailey from left to right. Uh, how do you guys see that that first-team offense kind of gelling together kind of through, through what you guys have seen in a week? I mean, I think the good thing for the group is that um, it's, it's a similar offense to what you are running last year. You have a lot of playing experience on the offensive line. You have Manny Wilkins. You have Nikhil Harry. So there's experience there. I don't think... Um, you know, Rob Lykins said after the scrimmage on Saturday that from a playbook standpoint, they've almost installed just about everything they want to, that he feels like they could go out and play a game right now and have enough um, to call to, to win the game. So, uh, yeah, from an offensive standpoint, um, I think it's about what you'd expect when you bring back so many guys who have played before and have experience being together. Um, so from a chemistry standpoint, they look good. Um, and I think as much as you can expect after one week of camp, uh, have have progressed about what uh, the coaching staff would have would have hoped for. So what I would say is just you know the depth chart seems reasonably solidified at most of the offensive positions except for as you mentioned there the third wide receiver position the Z spot 
um, where there's been a battle between Frank Darby, Terrell Chapman, Brandon Ayuk, except that uh, in the last three practices, Frank Darby and Chapman haven't been practicing. So that means you're just going to get you're just getting Brandon Ayuk there. Um, tight end, of course, you have C.J. Frenchlove and Tommy Hudson returning. Uh, as the guys who played primarily last year, Tommy Hudson has been practicing the last three practices because he's been a little bit banged up. Um, and then at running back, uh, it's, the coaches have said that, you know, Benjamin is, is going to get a lot of those reps and other guys are fighting to carve out roles behind them, behind him, I should say. And that's primarily Isaiah Floyd, Traylon Smith, and probably AJ Carter. Um, and then, uh, beyond the, the, the starters, there's other guys at wide receiver who are trying to be in the rotation. Uh, Ryan Newsome, Ryan Jenkins, but Ryan Jenkins has been hurt and out throughout camp. Uh, and then um, a couple other guys, that Curtis Hodges, for example, Jordan Porter's a freshman who uh, my guess is he ends up probably outside the rotation, but he's he's there fighting as well. And going through the second team offense on the depth chart, Dylan Sterling Cole at quarterback, Trelon Smith at running back, the freshman Jordan Porter that Chris was just mentioning at receiver, as well as Ryan Newsom and Brandon Ayuk, the transfer, Tommy Hudson at tight end, Tyson Rising, Roy Hemsley, Cade Cody, Jarrett Bell, and Zach Robertson from left to right on the offensive line. The first team defense has been Jalen Bates, defensive end, Rennell Wren and George Lee, a combination of those two at nose tackle. Darius Slade and Shannon Foreman at the other defensive end spot with Kyle Sowelli at outside linebacker, Nick Ralston at middle linebacker, Merlin Robertson, another outside linebacker, the freshman, true freshman. Tyler Wiley has been so far at the Tillman position. We'll get more into that in the, the premium podcast. Chase Lucas at boundary corner, Kobe Williams at field corner, DeMonte King at boundary ranger, and Langston Frederick at field ranger. And then the second team defense has been mostly Doug Sutil and Darius Slade, with Darius Slade being injured on that walking boot. But Chris said that he was not wearing that at media day today and is expected to maybe get back in the next week or so. The combination of DJ Davidson and George Lee at nose tackle with Jordan Hoyt defensive end and then J.J. Wilson, Malik Lawal outside linebacker with Kalen Thomas and Darian Butler at the middle linebacker position. Tyler Johnson and Stanley Lambert have been taking uh, time at the offensive, uh, or excuse me, the outside linebacker spot, Daz Tautilatasi at Tillman. Evan Fields is also supposed to be a key contributor at that Tillman spot. He's been out with a hamstring strain as of late. With the second team, Taryn Adams at boundary corner, Darian Cornet at field corner, Joey Bryant at boundary ranger, and Ashari Crosswell at field ranger. Uh, But Chris, I want to shift a little bit. You've been covering this football team on a daily basis for three coaching cycles, going back to Dirk Cutter. How does the Herm Edwards practice compare to previous staffs? Well, look, you, you, college football coaching is, is, is college football coaching to a large degree. And, and what I mean by that is you're going to have individual skill development periods. You're going to have 11-on-11. You're going to have 7-on-7. You're going to have one-on-ones, right? Now, some of the teaching may be different in terms of you know, how certain skill things are developed. Um, and some of it may be different in terms of the pacing or intensity or, or how certain coaches are, position coaches, their own personal styles. Is somebody um, loud? Is somebody, you know, are people quiet? What I would say is this staff overall has, it's a quieter staff 
not a lot of coaches who are screamers or anything like that. Um, and there's not as much uh, noise that happens in practice that is um, outside of the player. So, so what I mean by that is like you don't hear a lot of horns and bells and you know things going off. It's not high technology. They're not using some of the equipment that the previous staff had to alert locally to practice periods and what exactly they were is more of an understated thing. I, I think, um, I think in a lot of respects, more like what a pro practice was, or at least would have been, uh, when Herm Edwards was, was coaching at the NFL level, um, some years ago. That's all the time we have for on, on this first podcast we do today. We're going to have another podcast coming out today. That will be a premium podcast getting into our hot 11 uh, reveal position by position analysis and much more. But right now, for for Jack Harris and site publisher Chris Cartman, I'm your host Rob Warner. Saying so long and thank you for tuning in.